Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Jolly Show across America, and yes, I know that you're used to always hearing some of my music from my Money Making Music and Motivation Project, but today we've got a special show, a special show, an incredible show for you, and I want you to get on the phone, talk, call Lottie, call Dottie, call everybody, tell them to turn on their radio, because we've got the icon himself, Chuck Brown, the creator of the Go-Go movement, the uh, founder of this whole process, and the the guy who recorded that song, Bustin' Loose, that became a not only a national hit, but an international hit. And we've got him in the studio with me right here, right now. So, folks, the one and only Chuck Brown. Chuck. <laughs> so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. man, it's yeah. a pleasure to have you. It's a joy to have you on. Folks, for those who, somebody might not, just might not know who Chuck Brown is. Well, he's a national visionary. He is called the godfather of go-go for pioneering the unique and popular urban dance music that has gone on around the world. He's a jazz guitarist and singer by by trade. He is the creator of this go-go music, which is a rhythmic, danceable genre of funk, soul, Caribbean, uh, Afro, Cuban. It's all mixed up together. He started back in the 1970s with that. He was born in North Carolina, and he grew up poor. 
And when he, I say poor, I mean real poor. He quit school after completing the seventh grade, and he started playing piano at church. From 11 to 13, he was a preacher. But he, he started making money selling newspapers, shining shoes, digging ditches. He went in the Marines for a short while, but then as a young adult, he started getting into trouble. He was started stealing stuff and, and, and making money other ways that were other than legal. And, in, and then in the <laughs> 1950s, he went to jail. You know, what most people who, who do stuff like that go to jail. He went to Lorton Reform. <laughs> And he he earned his uh, GED there, and he got out and 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 found his first guitar, taught himself how to play it, and he started playing with different groups, and he became popular on the weekends, and he started this group called Soul Search uh, Soul Searchers, uh, yes, and they went on to become the number one uh, band in the Washington area, and over the years he continue to expand on that sound, the go-go music sound, which took all of these uh, different cultures and put them together. And he created this whole process. In 1971, he, re- he released the record, We the People. And then in 1978, he did the song you just heard, Busting Loose. It went gold, and he went on to have We Need Some Money, Go-Go Swing, and, and he continued to grow his musical styles, recording with the late Eva Cassidy and doing a jazz album and blues duets and he recently has been nominated yes. for uh, a <laughs> Grammy yeah. and he has uh, got a just incredible response I heard him uh, perform a couple weeks ago at the Black Caucus I was so moved by his music by his his presence and the fact now here's the 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 the, the, the fact that y'all got to know and the fact he's 75, am I right? Yes. yes 75 <laughs> years old, or when really, I should yeah. say 75 years young, <laughs> and is still performing around the country. You have to see him to believe. It's unbelievable when you look at him and say, that's not possible that he could be 75. But he has uh, had a street named after him in D.C. Yes, and yes. he has become a national icon. Chuck, I'm just honored to have you. But what I want to talk about a couple things. Mm-hmm. You know, this show is about wealth building, about success stories, and about overcoming obstacles. And you had some obstacles. First, you were born in poverty. Uh, yes, definitely uh, in North Carolina, in Gaston, North Carolina. And my people, you know, they all pick cotton and everything. So they were sharecroppers. Absolutely. On the same farm that my ancestor slave owners. Wow. The same farm. When they died off, you know, they willed the land over, you know. Yes. And generation after generation, you know, we we were born there. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you grew up, you said that when you were a little boy, y'all went from shanty to shanty. Right. From shanty to shanty. We used to live in in a little house uh, by the railroad track and another little house on uh on a farm uh, in Mechanicsville, Virginia, little shacks, you know, uh-huh. one room shack. Yes. And my daddy, he worked, he worked the, uh, the the fields. Wow. You know, and I'm out there with him, running behind the plow, you know, with him, and then my stepfather, you know. Yes. So when my mother met him after she uh, left North Carolina, uh, left uh, Charlotte, uh-huh. and she took me to Charlotte when she was about when I was about six months old. Okay. And then she met my stepfather. In employer Virginia. Got it. Mm-hmm. So and you grew up in, in poverty. Yeah. You you got in trouble. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up in a lot of different places. Yeah, yeah. You know, we migrated. like, you know, we left in poor. My stepfather took us to Mechanicsville, took us to McKinley, Virginia, mm-hmm. and he took us from there to Alberta, Virginia, from there to Richmond, Virginia, and that's where I started school in Richmond, Virginia. Got it. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I started shining shoes there, too, in Richmond, Virginia. We was very poor, you know. Very poor. But before very that, my mother, when when she was doing real bad, I remember the time when I was about three years, three years old before she met my stepfather we 
she used to take me to, to some of the people's houses, our cousin, her aunts, or somebody, and just friends or somebody, and said, look, we don't have no food. I need y'all to feed my child. Don't worry about me. Just feed my child. Wow. And, uh, I, and, I, and I understand she, she knew you had a gift, a musical gift yes. as a child. Mm-hmm, and she would take you to places and say, listen to the boy sing. Right. Uh-huh. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. Because, see, she, um, uh, my mother could have sang everybody in the family. Mm. My mother could play an accordion. She could play a harmonica. And she could play a little bit of piano, you know. Mm-hmm. But she could really sing and she taught me and she had me uh, standing beside her singing in church in people's little houses got together and they used to pass little you know pass little buckets or little hats around and take up a collection for us you know wow wow and and from then on uh, after we got to Richmond uh, I started singing in the church started playing a little bit of learn how to play a little piano okay and I did that for a while up until I was about oh about 10, uh, 11 years old, I, I started preaching. Okay. Um, until I was 13. And, yeah. and, 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 and times were so hard, you know. I yes. just left home. I didn't want to be no burden on my parents, you know. So you left home at 13? 13 years old. Wow. So you, okay. you grew up in the street, basically. Yeah, in the street. And yeah. you got in the street like your other folks in the street. Right. And you ended up in, in Lawton Performatory. Right. Well, before that, you know, I went to several jails. I went to Sheltonham, mm. uh, out there in uh, Upper Marble, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was in 1948. 48, 49, that was in 1949. Yeah. Um, and so when I come out of there, I did pretty good for a little while. I went back to school for a minute. Uh-huh. And then I left home again, uh-huh. got in some more trouble. I ended up in, in, uh, in the Richmond jail. Uh-huh. And then uh, later on, well, I did about six months there. Then later on, I ended up doing a few years. I went on the chain game up in West Virginia. Wow. I was stationed on Camp 13, Camp 27, uh, all up through Carl Pebble. I helped build those cut those uh, roads all up through the highway, I mean, all through the mountains up there. Yes. And when it used to be dirt roads, you know, yes. now they're four-lane highways. And so we, I uh, was on the... Here's, well, here's, the key, here's the key that I want to focus on. Somewhere in this process, you were going from jail to jail to jail to jail to jail. Right. You were making, the, you know, living that lifestyle, but somewhere you changed your thinking. Absolutely. What made you change your thinking? Well, every time I went to jail, as a matter of fact, all during my life, when I was shining shoes on the street and selling newspapers, and uh, all down on 12th and uh, K Street, uh, uh, Greyhound bus station, Trailway bus station, I always said to myself, one day I'm going to be successful, one day I'm going to be something. I don't know what, but I'm going to be something, you know? Mm. And so, but but when I went to Lawton, that changed my whole life. What changed when, it? Uh, when I went to Lawton, the first thing I did was I went to school. Mm. I finished my high school, got my high school diploma, and I felt very proud yes. of that. And a young man named Bunny made me a guitar. He used to make guitars, you know, uh-huh. and uh, f- for different guys. That, you know, I gave him five cards of cigarette. Mm. He made me a guitar. <laughs> wow. And I sat there on my bunk, and I, and I you know, and I plucked on and plucked on him. Guys used to holler, hey, Charlie Brown, sh- shut up all that noise. <laughs> 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 yeah, I said, that's all right. One day later on, you're going to be asking me to play it. Showed up, that came true. And that's something. But about three, four months later, I was on the show. On the, uh, they have show every Saturday, 5 o'clock, child time, 5 o'clock. And so that first week that I got on the guy used to come without my bed. Now they're coming, child around, play that guitar. Then a few, few months earlier, they was telling me, shut up, you know right. what I'm saying? And uh, they got me on the show. So uh, I did pretty good on that show. The next show, that next Saturday, uh, there wasn't nobody in the mess hall. Right. Uh, everybody was at the show. You wow. Know, I done made the name for myself just that quick, you know? Yeah. And uh, so... You know, it went on from there, uh, and I began to, I work at a tailor shop, I made suits and top coats and things. Right. And I just got better and better and better at what I was doing, you right. know. And I knew that I, eventually I was going to make parole. You know? So you knew 
that this was something you found it when you found it you know I tell people about speaking they say what happened in your life to take you from a broke busted nightclub singer I said when I found it it found me I found it and, and, and it was just an explosion on the inside yes, it was. and I said this is it this yeah. is what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. and that's what happened to you absolutely and you know I, I've been I've been inspired by so many artists you know all the way back from Blind Boy Phillips Howlin' Wolf and Guitar Slim and, and, and uh, John Lee Hooker West Montgomery Charlie Christian, Kennebur, and uh, of course George Benson, you know. But when I heard Bobby Parker play, yeah, this is way back before I ever heard George Benson. I heard Bobby Parker with uh, "He's My Greatest Inspiration," what made me really want to learn to play guitar. Wow! I saw him at the House Theater. And with, that changed uh, your life. Yes, with Rick Henderson's band. So that wow. has been a great inspiration. To We're me. gonna come right back with Chuck. Brown, we're going to play a little bit of one of his songs as we go out. Folks, we're going to talk about how you can change your life and how you can live your dreams because it's possible. This is Willie Jolly across America for sure. The best is yet to come. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge it looks like a backstage pass click it you'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow all we want in return all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give the more you get this is dr willie jolly have a great day
part in. I have to get that part in. When are we the people going to be able to get it together? I love that. I remember that. That was in the early 70s, right, wasn't it? Right, right. That was when you were a young kid. I was, yeah, I was in, in the 1970s when that came out. I was leaving junior high school and going to high school. Uh, in fact, I was, I was just starting uh, high school in 71. I started high school. And we were playing with a band. I was playing in a little band, and a guy named Phil Gilbo. Phil, that's my man. <laughs> he, Phil Gilbo, his he, wife, uh, his daughter went to school with me and heard our band play at a, at a sock hop or something and said, my daddy is uh, with Chuck Brown and Soul Searchers and used to be with Ray Charles. Ray Charles and, right. and we will manage your group. And, and so I met with his wife, and we they managed, and they got us on the show with y'all. Uh-huh. And uh, it was Chuck Brown and Soul Searchers and... Uh, this group, well, I don't remember what we called ourselves. I think the Jolly Jacks or something. Jolly Jacks. <laughs> but anyway. I remember y'all. Yeah, we, we played there, and then uh, we went on to, to create a group called uh, the Forces of Unity. Then 98.6, we got a record deal, and we did some stuff. But we looked at you as a, as a model. And, you know, one of the things why I wanted to have you on was a number of reasons. One. Because people need models in their lives. Yes. You know, if you're going to be a great singer, when you learn to play guitar, you were just saying Bobby, uh, was it Bobby? Bobby Parker. Bobby Parker yeah. was a model. Yes, he was. He looked, yeah. You looked at him and saw mm-hmm. him and said, I want to do like that. That's right. And you, you ha- everybody needs a model. Uh-huh. When I started singing... Years ago, I looked at Aldros. I want to be like that, or I want to be like George Benson and sing like that. I would always find a model, Stevie Wonder, somebody who had some some skill sets that I said I want like that. Right. When I became a speaker, I I listened to Les Brown, or I I listened to the great Zig Ziglar, and I said I want to learn like that. And then I would make, take that what they did, and then put my own spin uh, to it, yeah. which is what you did. You took yeah. a uh, a, a a guitar, and you created not just a musical melodic instrument, but also a rhythmic instrument, <laughs> and you started a whole genre because you were model. Now that's one model. We can always talk about the music model, but mm-hmm. I I want to talk about the bigger, greater, grander model. That's the thinking model yeah. because you change your thinking mm-hmm. in in prison. You say I want to get I want I, I'm going to be somebody. This right. is not going to be the fullness of my life. Right. I'm not going to be here all my life. And you went back to school and got an education. Right. Right? I first I right? with the Lord, and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Okay. Yes. Even when the judge sentenced me, I knew what I was going to do. And I got down there. It, you know, Lord was like a. It was like school to me. Okay. Because the other jails I went to ain't taught me nothing but how not to go back in them same jails no more. Mm. And anytime I can do it, anybody can do it. Absolutely. That's that's a big point. That yeah. folks, he just dropped a pearl on you. Anytime he can do it in jail, not educated. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Whatever you're going through, it's a mindset. When you change your thinking, you will change your life. And that's what I say to you every weekend, no matter where you are. You might be a, a, a high-flyer corporate exec, but you know you're struggling in a part of your life. But yet, wherever you are in your life, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to write a book, you want to create a music group, you want to create a, 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 a business. Whatever it is, when you change your thinking, you change your life. Yes. And so Chuck Brown is an example. Well, he came out of Lorton. He started a band and started a musical group and started playing in little clubs around Washington and started being able to 
sustain himself in the music industry, and I'm sure it wasn't easy, was no, it? it wasn't easy because when I first started, uh, me and my little guitar, I used to go to people's houses on the weekend. People used to invite me to the house because I really? used to just play by myself, me and really? the guitar. And, uh, they, you know, they feed me, give me all the liquor I want, you know, without ever <laughs> drinking back in them days. Yeah. And, and, uh, and sometimes they give me a little change. I did, that didn't bother me. I appreciated that, you yes, know. Yes. But as long as they enjoyed what I was doing. Right. And, 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 uh, and give me all the liquor I want. I was in good shape. Then I went next week. Somebody invite me to their house. Uh-huh. You know, and then my, my name got around like that. Check gonna be now, at our house this weekend. Now, how did you start the, the soul searchers? Well, they tell me, the people kept telling me, they said, Chuck, you need to get in a band. Uh-huh. I said, okay. So I got in a little band called uh, the Earls of Rhythm. Okay. Uh, a young man named Jesse and uh, and uh, another young man that, that was his partner that uh, helped get, help, uh, get me squared away in the band. Okay. Uh, his name was uh, Willie, too. His okay. name was Willie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I played with Jesse, I guess, about seven months. Uh, Pop Falls was the uh, manager of the band. We should wait, make $2 a night, $3 a night, sometimes 5 wow. $6. Go way down Salisbury somewhere for about like $8 a night. But uh, that didn't bother me, you know what I'm saying? Right. I just wanted to play. Right. And so um, so they kept telling me, said, Chuck, you know, I left that group and I went with the Los Latinas, which Joe Manor, he's a guy that uh, I grew up with. Uh-huh. And he, he's a Latin, you know, he had a Latin group, man. They had the sound. Everybody knew about it. A great popular group. Right. And he asked me to come in and, and fill in for this keyboard player named Frenchy. Frenchy had left. I said, man, I just play guitar. I can't fill in for no keyboard. He said, Chuck, I've been knowing you since you was eight, nine, ten years old. I know you can do it, you know. I said, okay, uh, well, I'll try. So, I, you know, I was playing a few top 40 songs with that Latin group. And that gave me the idea for the go-go anyway. So people kept telling me, said, Chuck, you need to get your own band. So let's so look at I this. You got, you got in a Latin group, right. and you started learning those Latin percussions, right. that whole feel. So you got a flavor of that. Uh-huh. And then you came from the church. Uh-huh. So you had the church flavor. Right. You had the Latin flavor. Right. You had the urban flavor. And you said, what would happen if I mixed all this stuff up? Put it together. That's what I did. That's <laughs> what you did. And that created what we now know uh-huh. here in Washington as yeah. go-go. <laughs> people outside of Washington have heard it, but it is a phenomena in dc it is a phenomenon in the dc market and now you know chuck you traveled all over around the world yes playing what is now a a a fusion of jazz of gospel of of urban of mm-hmm. r&b and of latin yes and it's yes. all mixed up in there and yeah. and then you play you tell the drum you get a drummer who had to right. have some some yeah. some uh, sustainability because they right. plays all night long all night long <laughs> two three hours without stopping you isn't know? that amazing yeah. i mean it's amazing how you do it and how you did it now that, so that let's african feel you know african feel that, so let's yeah. say the, the success lessons we've learned thus far one is that it doesn't matter where you come from it only matters where you're going. Am I right? That's it. Second yeah, thing yeah. is that you've got to have a dream, God even in you in your lowest places in life. Absolutely. You and stay focused with it. Stay focused on that dream. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then you got to be willing to work hard. Right. You got to be work. willing to hustle for this. You, you got to fight hard. for your dream. You got to work hard. And, and so you were able to create the Soul Search. You create the We The People record. And then some years later, six, seven years later, I guess, mm-hmm. in the late 70s, bust loose. Off. Yeah, it took off. And it just went, yeah. went. I mean, just incredible. Yeah, I was song. trying to get it together with them. I did, did, we the people, uh, you know, I wrote the lyrics of that song, and uh, John Buchanan and I put the music I saw together. JB yesterday. Yeah, that's yeah. my man. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and uh, you know, I learned a lot from him. When he came out of college, he was like 19 years old. Yes. Coming out of Notre Dame, and uh, he wanted to get in my group. I said, man, I'd be honored to have you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause he, he taught us a lot. Right, He taught right. us a lot. And and after we did uh, uh, We the People, uh, we went on and did, did uh, Salt of the Earth. Okay. And from there, you know, uh, 
things just moved on for us. Right. And then things got real tough, got real hard. Real hard. You know, ups, down, ups and down. Right. And the hardest thing in the world is to put a band together. And now the hardest thing is to keep it together. Keep it together. Yeah. Right. Not, you know, you Particularly if, you, if, if it's tough times. Right. So let's talk about that for just a minute. Let's talk about tough times because, mm. you know, people right now are in tough times. Yeah. And mm. they're, many have lost their homes, lost their jobs. Right. What do you say to people, you know, who say, you know, I've been there. I've I, been there, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. And, mm. and what got you through those times, Chuck? What kind of thinking got you well, through? Well, I made up my mind not to worry about the things, to stop worrying about things that I can't handle. Okay, that's you good. See, another, and, lo- and, another point, folks. And pray to God. Yeah, have faith. And then don't worry, you know, the old saying is something you, you, something you can change. Uh, Maya Angelou says it like this. It's something in your life you don't like, change it. If, but right. if you cannot change it, change your attitude. That's and then you got to pray like it all the works on, depends on God and work like it all depends on you. Absolutely. Am I right? You're absolutely right. I tell you, uh, the, the thing that I, another thing that I learned, uh, when you're going through the hard times, uh, don't sit around and feel sorry for yourself. Mm. Just try to think and figure out how to get out of them, you know, how to get through this. Yes. And once you get through this, I mean, you're going to be proud of yourself and think back and don't forget where you came from. Right. Because uh, like now, I like to take pictures, you know. Yes. And there's a time when I didn't like taking pictures because police used to take pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now I take pictures of everybody. Everybody. Police and everybody. And I look back and I never forgot where I came from. Man, I used to eat out trash can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit that, but I was a little six or seven-year-old boy running around down in the street, man, trying to figure out uh, what to do with myself. Right. You know, sometimes my mother couldn't find me and sometimes I couldn't find my mother. But, right. You know, but uh, I had in my mind then, that one day, I said, Lord, when I grew up, my children, don't let them have to go through this. Right, right. Help me to make it possible to give my children every opportunity that I've never had. Absolutely. You know, and my two kids in college and everything. You know what I mean? Right. So, well, know, is that's, called, being, that's called legacy thinking. So, folks, he's, he shared with you the thinking. First, thought his way out of the jail, out of poverty, really. Thought yes. his way out of jail. Yes. Thought his way out of the tough times. And then thought his way into the legacy. Because legacy is when you are living a life that you're concerned about your children's 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 grandchildren so that one day you will never even see these children but you're preparing a legacy so that they will know that you came this way you're listening to the willie jolly show i've got my good friend chuck brown the icon on with us we'll be right back we're going to play a little bit more of chuck's music as we go out uh actually you can play one of those great chuck brown songs and as we go out we're going to listen to just a little bit more of the icon chuck brown Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. Welcome to the kids and the bicycle riders. Welcome to the hippies and the Watergate hiders. People getting down at the go-go Shake 
go and get yourself a whistle and blow. show across america i want to greet everybody thank you for listening every week or here across america please go to my website willyjolly.com find out when i'm coming to your city on my money wise tour helping people to get financial literacy that's why i wanted to play that money 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 song because we want to help people to get financially literate so that people can do more with what they have and learn how to create long-term uh a way to keep their money and grow their money well our guest today is an icon. He's an icon who has uh, just been incredibly successful uh, from starting from nothing. Starting from nothing, yeah. from Gastonia, North Carolina, and going from being a sharecropper as a child, uh, going in the fields, living in little shanties, uh, dropping out of school at the eighth grade, uh, getting in trouble, going to jail, going jail after jail after jail. But one day changed his thinking. He, he got a GED, got his education, and learned how to play a guitar. He came mm-hmm. out of jail and created a group, uh, well, got in a lot of music groups, and then learned how to take gospel and jazz and R&B and urban and Latin music and Afro-Cuban music and put it all together and create a new genre called Go-Go. And, you know, creating a genre, creating a genre is just incredible. There are only a few people who can say, we created this genre of Dizzy Gillespie with Bebop or the, the rappers who created rap or, or a, uh, a rock and roller, Chuck Berry, who maybe started rock and roll and, and created a genre. Well, we've got now a genre creator, and that is part of the why I wanted to interview him. But two other things were more important. I think it's changing your thinking. We've talked about that in the first couple segments. Changing your thinking so that you will not look at where you are to be where you're going to be. Your past does not have to equal your future. And second, though, I want to talk about the fact that uh, we're going to play in a little while. We'll play the next segment, and we'll talk a little more about it, is Chuck was recently nominated for a Grammy, a Grammy yeah. at 75 years old, okay? <laughs> and first of all, folks, y'all got to see him. By the way, uh, where can people get your product? We want people to go and buy lots of your product all across America. Uh, website, uh, 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 shopping place, where do people get yes. your product? Yes, uh, you know, you can, uh, well, my website uh-huh. 
is www.windmeupchuck.com. Windmeupchuck.com. W-I-N-D-M-E-C-H-U-C-K.com. Now, for those who are not familiar with that, that's a saying when Chuck... Oh, by the way, you were at the Capitol this year for the opening of the uh, 4th of July. Was that it? Yeah. He was a special guest, and you got an award, didn't you? Yes, yes. They gave me a... I got so many awards. I know, I man. Really they got streets named But you, I was still celebrating my birthday from the nine from the nine thirty club, ah. which was uh, August the twenty second. Okay, but uh, we celebrated on twenty seventh and went right on through. Uh, it was Labor Day. Labor, Labor Day, right? Yes. And you yeah. and they gave you an award. You performed at the Capitol for the on the west steps of the Capitol. Yes, and you were with the Philomon with uh, the National the Orchestra, National Symphony Orchestra. Wow! <laughs> and also my band did a, did an entire set. You know? Wow! That. Is that something, folks? <laughs> this is you know this icon. Now, here's the thing: he's seventy five years old, <laughs> and he's but more this, busy now than ever. he ever. And that that's a <laughs> mindset but you know uh, what I, I look back and i think to myself if this had happened for me when i was younger i wouldn't have been able to handle it you know what i'm saying yeah. so you know god has his time set well here's the thing though you, you 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 two things god did his part yes, okay but yes, you did yes. your part and i want people to know that when you know i said it earlier pray like it all depends on god then yeah. work like it all depends on you. That's that right, you've yeah. got a responsibility that, that faith without works is dead. Now, Chuck could have said, okay, I'm 65. I'll retire. <laughs> i just retire and do nothing. No uh, and, and I don't <laughs> think that, that that's the way that winners think. Winners don't think like that. No. They think, okay, I will, if I retire from my job at 65, I'm going to get refired for a new position in my future. Cause mm-hmm. I told a lady last week, she said, I'm about to retire. I said, well, what's the next chapter you're going to write? You know, she said, I hadn't thought about it. I said, those who live longest have goals. They have goals they're trying to achieve. And, and they don't let age become a number. That's right. And that's what you've done. Age is nothing, it's just a number. To, that's, you know. that's right. I mean, you, you've, got a, <laughs> you've got music, you're playing, you're performing, you're looking good. You've got, you've got your children involved now. Yes, Am my, I right? Yes, indeed. My grandchildren. Then I got KK with me. Yes. I put her on the stage with me when she was 18 years old. Wow. And she was about four years old, five years old. Wow. Uh, that I won't playing your band I said you will when you get bigger isn't that and now she was on this new record right yes yes. And that, so yeah, KK is his daughter for those who don't know uh, and Chuck Baby. Mm-hmm. okay for Chuck Baby we're gonna play that yeah. uh, okay now uh, Chuck let's talk about if you are going to a, a classroom of uh, college students mm-hmm. and they said what's the secret to your success what what tips would you give them well I would tell them you know to stay focused uh, try to think uh, keep your mind as positive Stay positive, uh, stay as, focused. As positive, yeah, and uh, try. You can't forget about a negative thing, because if you don't, if you forget about it, you might make that mistake again. Right. So don't forget what your past. Okay. A lot of people say forget about your past and look forward to the future. No, I mean I couldn't forget about my past. I might not have had no future if I'd have forgot my past. Right. You know? right. So uh, you know, you stay focused, and keep your mind. Don't let nobody tell you what you can't do. Yes. You know, all you got to do is just. Say to yourself, I'm going to do this one way or the other. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be whatever I want to be. Yes. Make up your mind what you want to be. You can't be no whole lot, lot of things right. at one time. Just one or two special things that you want to be. This is what this is the way I was thinking. Yes. You know? Well, that's what it and would I take. Said, I want I make, your thinking. Yeah. I make up my mind to stop going to jail. I said, this is what I want to do, you know. Yes. Because I've been around music all my life, and I know eventually I'm going to wind up doing just music. And, uh, you know, I've been a bricklayer and a track and trailer driver. You know, I didn't pick 
cotton, I done work on the railroad, and all that kind of stuff, you know. Right. But music never left my, those thoughts never left my mind. Yes. So like that's what I call staying focused, you know. So eventually your dream will come true. Dreams do come true. Dreams mind do come true. true. Folks. thank God for every day I've been on this earth. Folks, if you heard it, you just heard it from Chuck Brown's mouth, 75 years old, Grammy nominee, getting all uh, getting accolades all over the country, still living his dreams because dreams can and do come true. I don't care what people say. I don't care what the news media says. I don't care about all the gloom and doom. Don't buy into the gloom and doom. Do not listen to all the naysayers. Start focusing on your dreams. That if you can think and find your dream and focus on that dream and fight for that dream, you can live your dream. That's In it. America, it's possible, isn't it? Definitely. It's a possible possibility. Yeah. And so you were able to do that. You were able to build this the, from the Soul Searchers to, to Chuck Brown <laughs> and then Chuck Brown's group and you got yeah. management and then you started yeah. getting uh, hit records, gold records around the country, around the world, yeah. torn with the biggest acts. Mm -hmm. You were over Japan. I mean, I hear they love you in Japan. Uh, Oh, yes, we have a ball when we go over there. It's just, you know, Tokyo, Osaka, Yokohama, Nagoya. And, uh, you know, acceptance is just, the love is just incredible. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about business. You you, you had to learn how to do business. Well, like that. uh, now, yeah. that's another thing that I wasn't very good at. Yeah. Uh, you see, I was focused on music, and yeah. I, I had several managers uh -huh. all during my career. And uh, I, I never was successful at the managers that because some of them were. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Which is but, the music uh, business. You yeah. hear that often, don't you? Right, right, right. And so I expected that. You know what uh -huh. I'm saying? But, I, you know, I trust people. You know, I'm, well, I'm trustworthy. If you're trustworthy yourself, you have a tendency to trust somebody else. Right. So this is the way I am, you know what I mean? And uh, I've always been uh, 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 free-hearted, you know, always been leaving, helping people. Even when I was old-born, I see another whole boy. I got uh, 50 cents that we share that we buy something to eat together. You know right. what I'm saying? Things right. like that. Uh, but, you know, I didn't really see myself becoming uh, uh, this uh, uh, famous. I mean, right. I, I knew I was going to be popular, right. but I, I would have been satisfied not going outside of D.C. If I just played in D.C., you know, I would be satisfied with that, you know what I'm saying? Right. But when I met this gentleman here, uh, life has turned around. Tom. Completely around. His me. his manager sitting in the room with us, Tom yes. Goldfogel, and mm -hmm. Tom has been. Tom has a reputation, and I, I you know, I've, I'm not known Tom as well as I have known Chuck, mm -hmm. but his reputation precedes him as honest. Yes, you know, Absolutely. integrity. I've Definitely. heard that over and over again. Tom is a guy of integrity, and you can trust, and that's what you want business. to surround yourself. So one of the right. things about business is surround yourself with people who are honest. That's right. And you want to put them through their paces to make sure they're honest, mm -hmm. to see that they're honest. And when you do, then you can start to develop a relationship that has a benefit both for both of you. That's and right. it creates a win-win. Mm -hmm. And what what's we found in business and success in life is think win-win. I was on tour with Stephen Covey, who wrote the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he said that the most effective people have a mindset that was a win-win, which is what you just said. You know, when when the others didn't have anything, you would have give them something. Well, we got Chuck Brown on the air with us. We're going to play a little bit more of his song. Then we're going to come back and we're going to play the song uh, a little a bit of a song that he was nominated for a Grammy yeah. with. Y'all stay tuned. We got Chuck Brown. This is Willie Jolly across America for sure. The best is yet to come. Hey, watch out because I'm coming for you. Well, baby girl, KK, tell me what you do. I said, I'm from DC, you can't see me. Hey, Chucky B, let them know what I used to say. I would never not admit. 
car one day I saw a sexy lady walk my way A banging body and a pretty face So I whispered in her ear and said I really love your style and your dress so fly yo I love to see your pretty face in my show I've been around the world from London to Chicago But I ain't never met a girl like you Shorty took a look into my eyes I said she heard I was a crazy guy I hit her under Georgie Porgy tight You like to kiss the girls and make them cry I told her don't believe the hype cause I'm cool Enough about me, let's talk about you I'm only get to know you and make you my Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly And people often ask how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer To become a best-selling author And to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world By the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. Thing, they, it was cooking, you know, all this hot all music hot in the street, all this hot, hot new hot music. music. Oh,
song by Chuck Brown featuring Jill Scott and it was nominated for a Grammy Award and I'm telling you this is at a age of 75. <laughs> incredible. Chuck Brown yeah, you're incredible. Let's talk you. about that. And Marcus Miller. And Marcus Miller that's yeah. right he's on it as well. Now let's talk about this. You're 70 in your your, your 70s mm-hmm. and you, you say you know what I'm going to do some new music uh-huh. and <laughs> I'm going to keep stretching my my borders. I'm not going to settle for what I've always done. I'm going to try some new things. There you go. <laughs> what what's the thinking that a, a person like yourself? What what makes a person like that think like that? Cuz you know, well, many se- people in their 70s now, you know, some <laughs> people retire at 65 and wait till they're 75 to die. You know, yeah, they well just you see, you know, a lot of musicians they, they don't that some of them don't retire, they just play and die, you know, it's not like that. Right. And, uh, you see, I made up my mind that uh that you know, as long as God keep helping, you know, keep me healthy, and I get on the stage and and make a little noise. I, you know, I'm, people ask me, Chuck, when are you gonna retire? I said, Well, uh, you know, right now I still have the desire right. to get on the stage. I right. still have some fire. Yeah, you know, I'm still getting hired. Come on, so that's why I'm not retired. You know? <laughs> I love that, <laughs> and I think you're absolutely right. And that's this podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.